when I won, I remember just the biggest grin on my face. I ran at my coach, gave him a hug. It was pure relation. It was, a, it was an amazing feeling. Dream big and aim high because dreams can be achieved. You're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just ask. Gofynnwch. Just ask. Right, so welcome back to another hashtag Just Ask podcast brought to you by the National Youth Board of Disability Sport Wales. And what an episode we have again today. I'm really excited for this one because the theme of today's episode is the post-game special. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love the games. Some incredible performances from GB and the rest of the world. Some really inspirational, inspirational guys and girls doing their thing. It was amazing to see. And GB overall, they, they came second in the medal table with 124 medals, which is pretty incredible. And of that, 14 of their medals came from Welsh athletes. And I've got one here today. So I'd love to introduce to you the silver medalist from the Tokyo Games in Taekwondo, Beth Munro. How are you, Beth? Are you okay? I'm good, thank you, James. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. You're more than welcome. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And like, how are you doing? How are you recovering? I'm good, thank you. I've got a few weeks off at the moment, so I'm relaxing and enjoying the time until we go back to training next Monday. The hard work starts again. Yes, back on the cycle to Paris. No rest for the wicked, eh? No, no, there's not. So have you kind of come down off cloud line yet? Is it still kind of sinking in? Yes, it's definitely still sinking in. I'd say surreal. It's the word that I've used constantly for the past six months. It's just been a whirlwind of a, of a journey for me, an absolute amazing outcome with a silver medal at the Paralympic Games. But yeah, still on cloud nine, still enjoying life. And yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. Good. It's been pretty much a, a fast track, I guess, to, to where you are now. How did that all start? So the long story short is that <clears throat> at the end of 2019, I attended a talent spotting event in North Wales. And in I went, dabbled in a few of the sports there. And I was playing wheelchair basketball. And a guy called Anthony Hughes approaches me and goes, oh, you look pretty, pretty athletic, Beth. I was like, yes, I said, I play netball. He said, would you do me a favour? Would you come throw this ball across the gym? And I was like, oh, bit of a strange request, but yeah, of course. So I must have done something right because I threw the ball and he said, right. He said, if I can get down to Cardiff once a month, he said, and I could potentially get you a Paralympic medal. He said, would you move to Cardiff? and come down and train and I said no brainer get me down there and if you can get me a medal or help me get a medal then I'll be there and that's how the journey started and it's just unfolded since then and it's ended with the silver medal. That's incredible and that name Anthony Hughes popping up again so instrumental in finding Welsh talent what a legend. He is he's fantastic and without without him I wouldn't be sitting here today um, he's the beginning of my journey, as is Taekwondo Cymru, the Taekwondo team that I trained with down in Cardiff. 
they started my taekwondo journey and helped me be the athlete I am today. That's amazing. Uh, is that with uh, Master Paul and, and them guys down there, yeah? Yeah, so Master Paul, Sarah, and you've got Master Alan, Master Dave as well. So combined, they've all really helped me and I'm so thankful to, to them and Anthony for, for developing me and making me the strong, independent fighter that I am today. <laughs> because of definitely, definitely before 2019, I hadn't done any kind of martial arts. It was all yeah. netball-based sport. Wow. I mean, what a team to to have around you. That's a really instrumental, inspiring team right there. You mentioned netball. How Have you always been pretty sporty then? I'd say i done netball for quite a few years. So I've done it in high school and college, but more competitively probably for the last six years. Um, but like I mentioned before, James, no martial arts since the end of 2019. But I do think there are some maybe transferable skills from the one sport to the other. Absolutely, definitely. And talk about a little bit about, you know, you're you're an arm amputee. Um, yeah. How did you find, I guess, growing up as, as a child with a disability and, and getting involved in sports? How did that impact you? And how did you kind of overcome any kind of challenges that came your way? I think growing up, James, because I have a, a fully able twin sister, mm-hmm. it was more of a, a competitive stubborn, stubbornness in me in that, well, if she can do it, then I'm definitely going to do it. So having her by my side growing up, it was never, it was never, never a thing for me in regards to the disability itself. It, it, it is a part of you and you are the disability and you embrace it. And it's absolutely fantastic to be in part of a dis- disability sport. But if I was able to do it and go into able sports growing up, then that's the avenue of talk but definitely my twin sister has been the rod that's pushed me um to be where I am today in regards to sport that's amazing so inspirational as well and it no it just shows it it doesn't matter what disability you have you can do whatever you want to do in life and I think you're just exactly a perfect example of that which is which is amazing so Tokyo itself you know a very a very different games some people may say for the experience but but how was the overall experience for you and in terms of with, with all the COVID and, and everything going on? How was it? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, in regards to comparison, because I'd never been to a Games mm. before, I couldn't really compare it to anything. And having only started the Taekwondo career during COVID, I'd never experienced even spectators at a sport or at a competition. So for me, it was kind of the norm. Mm. But Tokyo itself, absolutely fantastic in regards to the hosts, all the volunteers there. They put the correct policies and procedures in place to make sure that we athletes were as safe as possible whilst in all the different venues, which was amazing. But the experience itself, doing the sport, doing the competition on the day, it was just, it was amazing to have seen all the different para-athletes certain role models as well that you you know they've been doing the sport for a good while Lisa Jessen being one who I came up against in the final she is an absolute pioneer for the sport and I was very thankful to to have gotten to the final obviously but just to even even have fought here was a was an achievement and yeah it was it was an amazing experience like I say all the support staff that were there done an amazing job 
And um, I'm really glad the games could go ahead. That was the main thing, just to get there. So very thankful and uh, I can't have done anything differently. I mean, the final maybe. I could have done maybe a little better in the final, but to have a silver medal to have made history as the first medalist in para-taekwondo is a massive achievement. And I just, yeah, again, still a tad surreal for me. Huge. That's amazing. How did that, do you know, when you won that fight um, to get you into that gold medal match, how did that feel, that moment? Oh, James. So funny enough, the day before, I was having a conversation with a fellow athletes and I was saying, imagine coming off of a semi-final match knowing that you've guaranteed a medal, you've bagged a medal for the team. And when I won, I remember just the biggest grin on my face. I ran at my coach, gave him a hug. And then as we were walking off to go towards media, I could see the GB guys in the stands. And I literally turned around and fist pumped in the air and shouted, come on, as if like, we've done it, we've done it. But it was pure relation. It was, a, it was an amazing feeling. Did it feel like, did it feel like almost like the pressure was off in the way? And it's almost like you could just go out there to the final and just, I guess, not enjoy it because you're getting kicked in the face. But, um, you know, like you can, you can just do your thing now knowing you have a medal, but you can kind of be a little bit more relaxed, would you say? Potentially. I think in regards to the entire day, I was quite relaxed. I was expecting more nerves, but because I took maybe each fight as it came and I just had a specific game plan for each one. And clearly the first three worked. But I do get what you're saying. And maybe maybe it was I was more relaxed going into the final. But I did think it weren't cockiness, but I did think going into the final, I could I could actually have this. This this could be my my time, my time to get gold. But obviously the first round unfortunately got away from me and the gap just got a bit too big. And whether it was fatigue or whether it was just maybe a psychological component and it just was too much of a catch-up then to to get to the end and win but like I say kudos to Lisa she done a fantastic job and she deserved gold on the day I think it I think that just got is going to only fuel your fire even more for for what's to come I think is it the world champs next year and obviously then three years time it, it, it's Paris and it's game on again isn't it it is I did say to her walking off obviously congratulations and stuff like that I said, Lisa, I said, I'll get you next time. <laughs> <laughs> and you mean that. I know you do as well. And that's, yeah, yeah. Paris is going to be uh, amazing. It yeah. is, especially the spectators as well. We'll be able to have family and friends with Paris being so close yeah, as well. Exactly. So it's going to be fantastic. Exactly. How was, um, you know, I've, I've heard, I've seen lots of pictures, lots of Instagram stories of, of the village and how vast it was. Like, how was the actual village itself? It looked pretty cool. Uh, so we we didn't stay in the village, James. So we done um, we stayed in Keogh University at first to train, and then two days or three days before my event, we moved to the New Atani Hotel, which was a, a short walk to the actual um, to the actual venue where we were fighting. Okay, I see, I see, and and but, that was still okay. I bet still amazing. I bet. Yeah, it was fantastic. So in Keogh University, we got to see some of the badminton guys and the judo guys. Yeah, we got to play a bit of badminton as well. I thought, so let's take up another sport. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was really good. Awesome. And, you know, there's it, so much Welsh talent, especially in taekwondo, is really kind of talking off here in Wales. And, you know, you've got 
you know yourself and and and, and Matt Bush who who is an incredible athlete world champion and and sadly had to pull out of this games but what is it in Wales about what, what why do we love kicking people so hard <laughs> there just must be something in the water James <laughs> or there's an inner, inner fight within the Welsh Welsh crew that just you know we've got a burning desire to maybe kick people <laughs> is that inner dragon yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it is <laughs> I love it I love it so yes world champs next year Where, where's that um I'm not too that's sure, actually. I should wear the notes. Testing, you know. <laughs> We've got an event in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the European Championships? Um, so that, that will be played on home grounds, which is going to be um, very fun. And that's then nice. I'm unsure about competitions next year. I think it's just maybe um, play it by ear as to what, what will go ahead and what won't. Yeah. And am I right in saying, so for the guys listening back home, it, it's... Um... It's, is it a ranking system that gets you to the games or was it like, because um, I know in table tennis and, and, and other sports, they have like a point system. So the, mm-hmm. the, comp, the competitions you go to, you get like X amount of points for finishing wherever. Is that is that the same? Yeah. So certain competitions, um, you'll get a certain amount of points, like you said, and then you will tally them points up over, over the cycle. And then those that finish, in the top amount, maybe top three, top four, will automatically qualify. And then there's also qualifying events that you can go to to qualify as well. So that's what I've done this time round. I went to the European qualifications in Bulgaria and I won that event, which got me the golden ticket to Tokyo. Wow. So you've done a bit of travelling already in the sport as well, only a short period of time. Is is that I, I ask a lot of athletes, is that one of the nicest part of, of what you do? It it's it's kind of seeing the world and, and traveling. Yeah, it is fantastic to say you've been to this place and this place. Sometimes you get the chance to explore, but unfortunately, sometimes with the competition, you've got weigh-in day, competition day, and then sometimes you could be on the plane the very next day and not get to see much. But you still get the cultural vibe and things like that. So it, it is lovely. Um, my passport, I've got, it's got a lot of stamps in it. will probably be very full come three years' time. <laughs> Definitely. And obviously the most important one is that stamp of Paris. Yes, it is. I really am excited. I know it's three years away, but I'm, I've got a feeling it's going to come very soon. Yeah. I think there's a very short cycle. So three years is not that long. So... I think, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of hard work to learn, and and I feel we're definitely going to take a team that can can really take over Paris. Yeah, exactly, and I hope I hope having made history and brought the medal home as the Damien Truesdale, we both made history. To be fair, we all made history in regards to we were the first para taekwondo athletes to go to the games. Um, I just hope with our achievements, we'll be able to grow the team and get more into the sport so that more para-athletes can come and maybe fight in different weight classifications because that's the aim for, for any any athlete to be a role model for the younger generation. Absolutely, and you'll definitely inspire that inspire them, Beth, for sure. And just on that, actually, I was going to ask you, do you have any words of advice for, for maybe somebody who is not quite in sport yet, who is thinking about it but, but not quite made the jump to try it? Honestly, do it. I am living proof that the poss- the impossible is possible. The fact that that 
one situation with perfect timing. And yeah, if you told me 18 months ago or 19 months ago that I'd be a Paralympic silver medalist, I'd have not laughed in your face, but I would have thought, not a chance. But honestly, go do it. I always say, dream big and aim high because dreams can be achieved. And honestly, you can succeed in anything you put your mind to with a little bit of determination and a little bit of focus. But yeah, get at it. And if Anthony Hughes ever approaches you also, that's a good spell <laughs> because he's a fantastic scout. So yeah, just just dream big, aim high and, and go go smash it. I love that. Absolutely love that, Beth. That is incredible and very inspiring. And yeah, anyone listening, young or old, just just get at it, go after it and just follow your dreams. Amazing. Beth, how can people follow the journey to Paris? What's your socials? My socials? So we've got an Insta, a Twitter and a Facebook. Um, so they're all linked. So my Insta is Beth underscore Munro 12. My Twitter is Beth Munro 19. And then my Facebook, I'm presuming it's just Beth Munro. I wish I, I knew the hold for that, but I do. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, problem. But yeah, follow the journey on there and I'll put up a few clips training when we go back and yeah, just come along on the journey with me. It's fantastic to have the support of of, of the people out there. So it spares oh. me spares me on to do what I do today. Amazing. Beth, honestly, on behalf of like myself, everyone at Disability Sport Wales, you know, a huge congratulation on, on making history in Tokyo. And we're wishing you all the luck in your preparation for for Paris 2024. And I'm sure you are, you're going to give it your all and you're going to absolutely, yeah, smash it. Thanks, James. That, that's the aim. I'll get gold for you next time. That's it. And we'll have you back on. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Beth. And I really appreciate your time and enjoy your last week of, of uh, rest week and then back to hard work then, yeah? Yes. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Beth. Amazing. What a show. So grateful to have the history maker, the Paralympic silver medalist, Beth Munro, on the show today. She really gave some inspirational words to, to anyone listening to get involved in sport and aim high and follow your dreams. Absolutely love it. And make sure to check her social medias out to follow her journey on the road to Paris 2024. Thank you for listening, everyone. I've been your host, James Ledger, and I'll see you on the next hashtag Just Ask podcast. Just Ask. Governor. Just Ask.